Hey, welcome back to the channel. My name is Seam Lund and in this video I'm going to give you the beginner longevity supplement stack. So I'm going to just list out five of some pretty good beginner supplements that can help with longevity and increase your health span. If you think that I've left some things out, then don't worry, I've actually made another video about it. That is like a basic longevity supplement stack that I think like almost every person should take. Some of the five supplements that everyone should take, but in this one we're going to talk about more like actual longevity ones that uh, maybe add on top of that like what is the beginning supplements if you want to take uh, or you should take if you want to begin let's say taking care of your longevity if you want to truly know the state of your health and uh, disease risk then check out inside tracker inside tracker is an at-home biomarker service that you can use to test up to 43 different biomarkers like lipids liver enzymes inflammation sex hormones and much more you can get a 25% discount of all their tests if you head over to seamlund.com forward slash inside tracker. That's in one word. And you can use the code seamlund at checkout. Number one is going to be melatonin. So melatonin is mostly associated with being the sleep hormone or more like the hormone of darkness. Uh, but it also has many other longevity benefits and it acts as an antioxidant. It regulates the process of autology, apoptosis helps to detoxify the brain, bone health, circadian rhythms, immune system, inflammation, many things. And uh, there is a pretty much like a association between melatonin levels and uh, aging. So, um, you know, melatonin is more than just a sleep hormone. And uh, there is like this decrease in um, melatonin levels as you get older, uh, which may increase your risk of different kinds of uh, diseases, like mostly brain related diseases like Alzheimer's, and neurodegeneration but of course like in autoimmunity and um, immunosenescence uh, will de increase if your melatonin levels uh, drop too low as you get older and melatonin is also directly linked with maybe like the physical deterioration of the body so uh, the melatonin acts as an antioxidant that actually blocks things like these free radicals uh, hydrogen peroxide and uh, different kinds of superoxide dismutase those kind of things and melatonin can block them uh, from uh, causing too much harm to the cells and uh, mitochondrial reactive oxygen species, you know, mitochondrial theory of aging is uh, still to this day, it has like some flaws, but it's still one of the like the foundations to uh, of why we age and what causes accelerated aging. And melatonin is obviously quite uh, powerful in preventing that or slowing it down because of the sleep itself is the body's uh, healing time or period. And melatonin is really important for uh, improving the sleep quality and deep sleep and REM sleep specifically. And melatonin also um, affects sirtuins and improves like vascular endothelial homeostasis uh, and uh, just, you know, vascular function. So your cardiovascular function is going to be better. The problem is that, you know, as you get older, like I said, your melatonin levels uh, decrease. As you can see, like older people produce much less melatonin and they have like these less peaks and valleys in their circadian melatonin profile. And uh, as a result of that, whereas you know, young people have like big swings in this uh, circadian rhythm, and as a, as a result of that, uh, it is thought that you know, old, old people just need less sleep. <laughs> no, that's not the true. Uh, old people just sleep less generally because their body produces less melatonin, uh, which would keep them asleep. Whereas your body produces a lot of melatonin in uh, puberty and uh, as a child, so you would grow. Uh, yeah, pineal gland, just a deterioration in the pineal glands and the suprachiasmatic nucleus, the circadian clock inside the brain becomes damaged as you get older, and this leads to this uh, lower production of melatonin and uh, other circadian hormones. 
the caveat to melatonin supplementation is that uh, you know it does have contraceptive effects so that's why you're not fertile before puberty either because your body produces a lot of melatonin at least you know very simplistically put but uh, generally high doses of melatonin have been uh, used as a contraceptive as well but the dose for that is like 75 milligrams uh, so you would need still a quite large dose to have these contraceptive effects uh, by taking melatonin whereas you know most regular uh, supplemental doses are between like 0.3 and 1 milligrams maybe 3 milligrams at max uh, so you would need to take a lot to start having a contraceptive effect. Uh, but, you know, there's also like reg regulation, regulation issues that a lot of the supplements out there may have like a huge range. Uh, they can be, they can range from anywhere like 0 0.1 to 400 milligrams in the supplement. So they don't actually um, necessarily have the actual amount of melatonin as the label says. Uh, so you need to be kind of careful with that. Uh, but generally, I think that even a little bit of melatonin supplement, even... Uh, periodically would be more net positive especially if you're older old younger people may not need to take melatonin uh, or every night or regularly but let's say if i were to be in my 40s or 50s or 60s uh, then i would consider taking melatonin as a regular supplement because even then like let's say in your 60s or 80s <laughs> um, i mean you're not going to be fertile anyway if you're 80 years old or 90 years old uh, at least females uh, maybe males would be but <laughs> not females at least uh, but yeah periodic supplementation melatonin can be used to like uh, keep the circadian rhythms aligned help to catch up on sleep uh, help to fix jet lag and so yeah i think it's a uh, one of the most powerful actually hormones when it comes to longevity and anti-aging like i would put it into the same category as like almost nad uh, in terms of the um, role of melatonin what role it has in the body and uh, there is also some feel fear, people fear that taking melatonin supplements would basically shut down the natural process of melatonin production, which uh, hasn't been found to be the case. So uh, even like 50 milligrams uh, and 0 0.5, uh, it, it, it hasn't caused any change in the endogenous melatonin profile. So your body still is able to produce melatonin if you take it uh, as a supplement. Uh, but you may be like better safe to be sorry uh so yeah only take your melatonin like periodically and in small doses like 0 0.1 0 0.3 one milligrams at max number two n-acetylcysteine so n-acetylcysteine is uh, a derivative derivative of uh, cysteine and it's also like a helps to boost glutathione levels which is uh, the kind of master antioxidant and um, has a lot of beneficial roles in protecting against uh, you know different kinds of infections and uh, diseases uh, as an antioxidant, both NAC and glutathione. So, for example, cysteine and uh, NAC also helps with detox. So they can help with basically liver detox, uh, but also just uh, heavy metal uh, toxicity uh, for uh, the liver specifically. Yeah, NAC is very beneficial for the oxidative stress and inflammation in the liver, uh, which is very kind of important for regulating a lot of metabolic health uh, functions. Um, of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease COPD or even any kind of respiratory disease have also been found to be a benefit from uh, NAD NAC supplementation and uh, it looks like a higher dose of NAC is better than um, a low dose NAC for uh, the treatment of these uh, respiratory conditions um, and uh, I would imagine like a high dose would refer to anywhere anything above uh, one grams so one to two grams I personally 
take NAC as well, uh, maybe quite regularly, almost every day. I don't take it uh, post-workout though, uh, because that has been found to be affecting the adaptations to uh, strength training and uh, muscle growth. So I do take the NEC maybe in the mornings and on the rest days and the doses are in yeah, like one gram per sitting, one, 1. 1.2 grams, somewhere like, like that. Uh, NEC also improves diabetic cardiac function and uh, basically can be beneficial for cardiomyopathy and heart health, cardiovascular condition as well. So it protects the heart against oxidative stress. Number three, glucosamine sulfate. So uh, maybe usually people think glucosamine is like this old people supplement for joints and bones and things like that, osteoarthritis. Uh, but uh, actually glucosamine is also very, has like some evidence that it could be like a longevity supplement and improves anti-aging and increases lifespan. So uh, in uh, mice, uh, giving glucosamine increased their... Uh, uh, basically longevity by 10% thanks to improving glucose metabolism and it was like a mimics low-carb diets uh, by doing that and uh, the thing with glucosamine or the mechanisms by that is that it increases like AMPK it's an AMPK activator and this is the kind of study that uh, show that increased the survival of those uh, mice getting glucosamine and uh, also glucosamine is an autophagy activator so that's a good thing uh, to know uh, so it not only activates AMPK but also increases autophagy and autophagy is this you know basically cell cleanup process that eliminates junk material junk material uh, so yeah glucosamine has been found to extend lifespan at least in other species uh, in several studies in human uh, cancer cells it uh, inhibits their pro proliferation through inhibiting P70S6K which is a, like mTOR AKT pathway related um, let's say a sensor or a enzyme that uh, yeah like mTOR and cancer there's a link link there growth excess growth there's a link there uh, apparently glucosamine basically inhibits that maybe through the same autophagy and AMPK activation more from uh, human trials actually prospective studies and epidemiology you can find that uh, habitual use of glucosamine supplement has been found to relieve osteoarthritis pain and it also has been might might be related to lower risk of cardiovascular disease events uh, so yeah taking uh, people who take glucosamine regularly they have apparently have less risk of uh, cardiovascular disease in uh, uk and this study is like 466,000 people uh with a long quite a long follow-up uh, not a super long but yeah of course like this is a, like not a very uh, controlled study there's a lot of things that also contribute to that maybe people who take glucosamine also take care of their health and they maybe exercise and those th these kind of things uh, but regardless this is not the only study there's another study uh, or one of them that uh, uh, glucosamine and uh, chondroitin were each associated with decreased total mortality um, so yeah another one study that found that use of glucosamine and chondroitin in relation to mortality Use of glucosamine with or without chondroitin was associated with reduced total mortality and reductions of several broad causes of death. Uh, so, yeah, the reasons for that probably have to do with uh, more anti-inflammatory effects, bone health probably to a certain extent, AMPK activation, glucose metabolism, and increased autophagy, among a few other things. From a like aesthetic side, then uh, glucosamine sulfate can help also uh, basically with uh, like collagen and the skin health so yeah 
from a, like a purely aesthetic side <laughs> is also a beneficial one. I do take glucosamine, uh, I take a, like a larger dose actually, I take like um, two grams, maybe even three sometimes. Uh, so yeah, I think it's pretty well suitable and it's very cheap, very uh, easily accessible. Number four, CoQ10, so coenzyme Q10. Uh, what's the role of CoQ10? It's uh, pretty important for energy production. It's involved in the mitochondrial um, electron transport chain from the different complexes and basically you, you need CoQ10 to make energy or ATP and uh, CoQ10 is also involved with uh, basically fat burning, lipid peroxidation, apoptosis, cell signaling, cell growth, metabolic regulation, so yeah, important. And from a longevity side, there is evidence to show that uh, CoQ10 helps with cardiovascular disease, helps with aging, uh, protecting against the, the side effects of aging, inflammation, and mitochondrial deficiency syndrome, so like mitochondrial theory of aging again relates to this and uh, there is like some uh, some evidence uh, although not conclusive that it helps with neurodegenerative disease metabolic syndrome and diabetes kidney disease and human fertility um, there was some uh, study in uh, mice that found that uh, with age the coq10 levels uh, decreased this study also uh, came to the conclusion that the Mediterranean diet with coq10 uh, could be beneficial for healthy aging and um, mostly relating to oxidative stress metabolism and cardiovascular and neurodegenerative uh, diseases. Cocutem for the primary prevention of uh, cardiovascular disease and uh, reduces cardiovascular disease mortality, uh, Cocutem. So uh, it's yeah, pretty well established uh, by now that Cocutem helps with cardiovascular disease and uh, mortality. Number five, last, is creatine monohydrate. So most people associate creatine with like muscle building and bodybuilding, uh, but as a molecule, then creatine is super important for oral energy production. And uh, with supplementing creatine in uh, sports studies or uh, fitness studies, they do see just increased uh, muscle mass, increased strength, increased power output, and a lot of things uh, similar to that. So yeah, that's very, very well studied and one of the most studied actually supplements of all time. Uh, from a health side or from, let's say medicinal side, uh, then um, these benefits of the same uh, muscular force and uh, reduced fatigue and this uh, increased muscle mass, those have also been uh, seen to be beneficial for uh, various neurodegenerative conditions, uh, muscle dystrophy, uh, congestive heart failure, and yeah, arthritis and uh, similar conditions. Creatine supplementation on cognitive function, oral creatine administration may improve short-term memory and intelligence of healthy individuals, but its effect on other cognitive domains remains unclear. And uh, yeah, that's it. This is the list of the five uh, supplements that I think is maybe like a beginner longevity supplement stack. Make sure you click the like, subscribe, notification bell as well. My name is Seem. Stay optimized, stay empowered.